With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. NZ, this is Mornings with Ian Smith, Ricardo Ball in for Smithy. And uh, joining us now at a Wellington Airport as he wakes his, makes his way north after calling the Breakers South East Melbourne Phoenix last night for Sky Sports is Casey Frank. G'day, Casey. How you doing? Oh, very well, very well. Uh, always uh, nice to return on a trip after a fantastic effort by the boys, so it makes it a little easier to talk to the fans as I'm getting through the airport. Yeah, totally, man. A 26-point win for the Breakers last night, 110-84, to over the team that is sitting fourth in the ladder. Uh, South East Melbourne are always a niggly team, particularly for the Breakers, almost a bit of a bogey team. Were you surprised at how competitive, uh, sorry, how comprehensive this win was? To be honest, I was really surprised. Uh, you know, after the way that uh, the Phoenix dismantled the Breakers last time out, I thought it would be a much closer game. Uh, I think a big key for the Phoenix was not having Jochi. I think his size really does give the Breakers some problems. But despite that, they did the rest of their full contingent, and, and it just did not matter. Uh, but with, without Barry Brown Jr., those first two games against the Phoenix, they're relatively close. But his offensive wondery, wizardry, what was just uh, on full display last night, he absolutely dominated off the bench and. Really, the Phoenix had no answers for him or the defensive intensity that Berkers had as a team as a whole. They seem to be really together this season, the Phoenix. We've seen, uh, the Phoenix, I should say, the Breakers. We've seen a real change from what we've seen the last two years. It feels like uh, the ownership group have learned a lot over the last couple of years, and it feels like this is more of a Breakers in the mould of the old ownership. Yeah, I think uh, the team itself has heard some of the uh, the criticisms over the last couple of years. Of course, all those have to be modified with the, the situation they were in playing over there, just trying to get through as a franchise. But that being said, they recruited high-quality guys. I'm most impressed by the quality of the imports and the selflessness that they display on a daily basis. Uh, you know, they're always giving themselves on the defensive end, uh, especially in these games where you could see, like, guys coming off the bench and scoring and having a good time. Uh, I mean, the imports are among the first guys to celebrate. And that's a rarity. I, I really think uh, that the fans around this breaker squad should get around them because there's something special brewing there, and it's been a lot of fun to watch so far this season. I was listening to uh, NBL Overtime the other day, and they were, you know, talking um, the breakers up massively, saying, you know, favourites now to win the whole thing. And uh, I believe, I think it was uh, Anthony Williams said that he thinks that this import group is the best import group in the history of the NBL. <laughs> well, well, to be fair, uh, Homicide tosses that one out about three times a year for different teams. But it's so good to be able to hear about that at any point in time. You know, it is a really quality group. I don't know if uh, they have the, the pedigree or they don't have the reputation of some guys. But when you if you look at fit, if you look at what, what's needed from the roles and the way these guys work together, the way they're able to sort of lean on each other defensively and on the offensive side of the court, it is really phenomenal. I mean, Grantley is an ex-NBA guy and has a real strength advantage against smaller players, a quickness advantage against big guys. He's got the ability to guard one through five for the breakers and, and just plays with a lot of passion. Barry Brown Jr. has been a, a revelation on the offensive end and much better defensively than I think the, even the breakers would have expected. Uh, quite often, he's taken that challenge of the opposition's best player, and he himself plays with the fire. You know, he's doing a lot of chatter to the opposition, getting under their skin and doing the play to back it up. And 
you know, Derek Parton Jr., he's been great. He's been as good as any big in the competition this year. His streak of double-doubles came to an end uh, in this last game where he was a couple points short, but he's a physical force down low, really protecting the rim and just lifting guys up. He's there to clean up mistakes on both ends. And the way those guys fit, along with the local talent, it's been really fun to watch. And they're, I mean, at this point in the season, it just seems that the recruiting's been perfect and it just fits together so well. It's an early completed puzzle. How much do you think you've got to give credit to Modi Mayor? Uh, it seems like his man management has really brought the group together. Quite a different character to, say, Dan Shamir in, in leading the dressing room. Well, you know, I think Modi's learned a lot of lessons uh, assisting uh, for Dan Shamir the last couple of years uh, of what not to do. You know, not that uh, he doesn't respect Dan's coaching and not that Dan is not a great coach, but coaching in New Zealand and Australia, it's a different kettle of fish. You have to have a different relationship with the guys. You have to be more willing to be inclusive of their points. It's not quite the same as playing at a high level in Europe or in the United States where it can be at times more my way or the highway. Uh, I think Modi being able to assist these last couple of years, be, become closer than the head coach would, would be to the to the players and to really get that feedback. He's incorporated a lot of that. But I, I think the most important thing with Modi is, is just, he's just so genuine. Uh, you can, he wears his passion on his sleeve. Everything he's saying to the guys, you, you can tell it's not something he wouldn't ask of himself. And he believes it. He loves it. He, he, he gets lifted by their success and he gets brought down by the failures. And guys really are buying into that mindset. You know, they can feel the support from him. They love playing with him. I haven't talked to a player on or off the record that hasn't gushed about Modi and the way things have gone this season. And that's certainly a testament to the lessons that he has learned these last couple of years. Yeah, he's got them traveling real well. One of the other things I've noticed this season, uh, Case, is the, the amount of uh, three-point shooting and the, and the, the percentage of their three-point shooting. It was against the Bullets, I think it was, it was close to 70%. Uh, that's through the roof. It's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, it truly is. But early in the season, uh, they were one of the worst three-point shootings in the, in the league. Uh, it just wasn't quite coming together. Thomas Amicrombie has returned from injury. He's really lifted that perimeter shooting, changed the geometry of the court, the gravity at the space towards them, and uh, the way that guys like William McDowell White, Liafa Jr. are driving to the rim. Defense have to be really perceptive of that. And you know, I, like coming into the season, and even a week or two ago, my big question about the Breakers was their offensive capability. Uh, would they be able to score with the best of the teams in the league when they really needed to? Yes, defensively, they've got a great baseline. They're always going to be a good defensive team. But especially when the three ball wasn't going in, there were questions, where's the scoring going to come from? Well, now you're not worried about the three ball not going in because this team is playing with a lot of confidence. And even when it's not going, they're getting great drive and penetration game from uh, McDowell White, from Liafa, from Brown Jr. And the bigs are also posting up, so a lot of offensive prowess on the team. And I think more than anyone envisioned coming into the year. Now they currently lead the league at eleven and three. The next is eight and three. Sydney, who obviously have three games in hand, uh, you'd rather have the Ws on the board than the games in hand, though, right? I mean, do you think uh, Sydney can win all three and tie it at the top with the Breakers? Well, it's possible, and they do have a game against uh, coming in against the Breakers in those next three. But you always want to win. Uh, when you're able to lock those down, you never know what's going to happen. Injury woes can befall a team. The travel get difficult. You can get delays going on the road. All sorts of stuff can happen. So. You get those in the hand. Yes, they're tied in the, the loss department, but uh, my, I guarantee that if Sydney could trade places with the Breakers right now, they'd be happy to do it. Uh, pick up those three wins of the Jiffy. Uh, always better, and always, always better to be looking down on the competition than up at them. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, who this season uh, has surprised you in terms of not maybe not showing up like you expected? I mean, I'm looking at uh, where Perth and Melbourne sit uh, as a starter. 
Yeah, I, I think Perth got a few issues, and I, I think a lot of their problems are based on the fact that they expect Bryce Cotton to gain his citizenship and be able to pick up another importer. Uh, if that happens at any point during the season, they'll be a vastly different team. Uh, but, you know, they're not too far out of the mix. I, I think the Bullets have probably been the most disappointing. You know, that was a, that was a team that was put together with some ex-NBA talent and some prodigious local talent as well. And they just have not clicked on or off the court and, you know, firing their coach a week ago and going through some big changes there. So uh, that would be the team that, to me, is the most surprising, especially to bring Aaron Baines back from the NBA, a big money player for that Brisbane Bullets squad. Uh, Tyler Johnson, an ex-NBA guy, a guy who's made $40 million in the NBA. As a squad, they just have not been able to get on the same page and play with the elite squads, as was evidenced by the Breakers' uh, blowout of them on their home floor last night. But they got a little get-back last night with the overtime win against Perth. Yeah, which is a good win for them. Uh, you mentioned Sydney Breakers next week. If the Breakers win that, are you confident the Breakers can go the whole way? Well, I'm pretty confident they've got a chance for it now. Uh, I look at Sydney and the Breakers as the two teams that are head and shoulders against the rest of the league. I think not too far behind them, but a half step below are the Taipans who are still trying to get their way up. And I think the South Teams, Melbourne Phoenix as well, are a team went at full strength so they can compete with anybody because they have one of those premier players in the league and Mitch Creek uh, and some solid talent around him. But to me, it's the Kings, it's the Breakers, it's everybody else. And Xavier Cooks, at this point, in my eyes, still the MVP, best player in the league. But uh, there's, there's a few guys on this Breaker squad that are coming for him. And I think uh, when we see that game next week, uh, they're, they're going to let them know about it. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to that game. That's going to be a must-watch. Hey, Case, thanks very much for your time, man. I'll, I'll let you go grab a coffee in the lounge before you jump on another plane to get back to Auckland. Have a great weekend. No, I appreciate it. It's going to be a good one. Got the Perth Wildcats coming up. On Saturday, the return of Corey Webster. So uh, it should, should be a fun one for the fans to get in on him a little bit. Yeah, man, that's going to be awesome. It's going to be a great matchup against the Wildcats. Of course, uh, with the SENZ Perth Wildcats, we're allowed to call them that. I, I, certainly owned by Hutch, uh, our boss. Uh, he looks after uh, them. I can tell you that uh, from the World Cup, uh, the Germans have not only pulled one back, they've pulled another back. So the Germans now lead 3-2. to two. Over Costa Rica, uh, it is still 2-1 to Japan over Spain. Five minutes left. Now, if things stay as they are, uh, Germany is still going out. They need Spain to equalise, and then they still need to score another goal. They really want Spain to beat Japan, uh, ideally, because uh, Japan have the head-to-head against the Germans, and uh, the way things are, the Germans are behind them on goal difference as well. So, all to play for still here on SENZ at the uh, World Cup, the FIFA World Cup, of course. Uh, Group E, you can catch our live commentary from uh, Dan McCarty and David Choate as well. In fact, we might come back with that next.